Good afternoon, Rob Port here on WDAY, 701-293-9000, is your toll-free number. In a moment, we're going to be talking to uh, Robin Hubner, reporter, uh, had an excellent article, uh, I thought, about vaccinations. We'll be talking with her just a couple of moments. Also, a little bit later in the program, we're going to be talking with uh, Dave Pepcorn, Fargo City Commissioner. Uh, the, the city of Minneapolis took a vote saying that they want to divest the city of banks and other investments and other institutions that... Uh, or are involved in fossil fuel energy development and or projects like the Dakota Access Pipeline. And, of course, their their move was prompted specifically about the, by the Dakota Access Pipeline. And the um, uh, Commissioner Pepcorn's idea is that if, if they're going to act that way, maybe companies like Wells Fargo should move from communities like that. I, it, I, I think that's such a silly... Such a silly response. I mean, is is that that's really where we're we're going to divest from companies that produce a product that everybody in America is using? What what is what is the point of that? What exactly does that accomplish? We'll talk with uh, the city commissioner a little bit later in the program. And once again, your phone phone call seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine email talk at wday dot com. Let's go to our first guest, Robin Hubner. Robin, welcome to the program. Thanks for your time. You bet. Nice to nice to be on. Your uh, your article about vaccinations. Um, what sort of response are you getting? Well, when I write about this, and obviously I'm I'm not a reporter. I'm a viewpoint guy. But when I when I hit on this topic, the response I get is is probably one of the strongest of just about any topic that that I cover. I mean, it's it's really remarkable. Are, are you hearing a lot back from people in response to your article? Yes. And and uh, it, not surprising. I the same the same kind of thing that that you are feeling. You you get this. It's a very personal issue, and you hear you hear a lot. There people are very passionate on both sides. I have heard from people who said it was balanced. The story I've heard from people who said I was completely. It was completely off base. Uh, you know, so that always makes you think. Well, you know, people are interpreting whatever they want to out of it some degree one one of the one of the the i I guess most important pieces of information i took out of it and i I guess it'll depend on how people feel about this but north dakota has is is among the lowest in the nation in terms of vaccination rates and and to me that was a scary statistic but one one thing you had in there sort of tempered that a little bit and and you know basically saying because we've had such a big influx of, of people from other parts of the state we went through this this oil boom particularly in the western part of the state, uh, that not not all the vaccination records are complete. Do you have any indication when we look at that overall vaccination rate where we've dropped down from 95% into the, the high 80% region, any indication of, of, of how much of that is people opting out because they oppose vaccinations versus instances where the records just might not be as, as complete as we'd want them to be? Okay, well... From Dr. Paul Carson, who um, is director of infection control over at Sanford and also took part in this research that NDSU did, uh, its Center for Immunization Research uh, 
I can't. It's C I R E. I don't have the the acronym yeah, no, at the top that, of yeah. my at the tip of my tongue. But anyway, um, there, the rates did rebound a little bit just in the last year. I believe they're at about ninety percent now. They were down to eighty nine, maybe a little bit less a couple of years ago. So they've been doing some things now to bring it back. Um, and they they want that ninety five percent. Um, vaccination rate for the for the herd immunity that they speak of, where you need a certain number of people vaccinated to protect those who cannot be vaccinated for medical reasons. Uh, as far as um, numbers in terms of people who they just don't know, they think it's about seven percent that are unaccounted for, and by that they mean they don't have they really don't have any record on these people uh they've either moved in recently um don't have their records they could have been immunized in another state uh but but they don't have the records to produce to the schools so they it's a pretty good chunk of 7% of not really knowing if those people haven't been vaccinated at all are partially vaccinated or are fully vaccinated and then when it comes to the exemption uh factor, that's about 3% right now. That's where it's sitting. Um, and that has risen, you know, steadily since it became an, an option. Uh, I think it was in 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been. Yeah. I, I think the law, I think the law passed in 99 and I think it became effective in 2000 when, when you could begin opting out for yep. really just about any reason you want. I mean, if, 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 if you, if you want to opt out, you can opt out. It's not, True. It's not that hard. Uh, yeah, you've got your medical exemptions and then right. religious exemptions and philosophical or moral uh, exemptions. In Minnesota, sure. they sort of refer it refer to it as a conscientious, conscientious. decision or a conscientious yeah. objection, that, that type of deal. We have a caller on the line, 701-293-9000, Karen has a question for Robin. What's up, Karen? Hi, it's so great to hear you, Robin. Uh, and not getting vaccinated puts people who can't get vaccinated in danger. And the number one group for that would be um, babies who are too young to get vaccinated. Um, I'm also in that group, not, you know, the number one group to be concerned about because I'm older Uh and I can't get vaccinations either. So um, could you comment on that, please? Sure. Um, you know, and, and I'm just, what I will be uh, imparting here is information that I gleaned from the people I spoke with. Obviously, I'm not putting my personal opinion in here. But, um, yes, you're right. The, the certain people just can't be uh, vaccinated, whether they um, their immune system is is compromised and and getting the vaccine would be would be too much for them or they're truly allergic to the ingredients that are in the vaccine so they cannot be physically cannot be vaccinated and the public health folks talk about this 95 percent um herd immunity needed to keep um the rest of the folks healthy too now um, one woman I spoke with, a doctor at Sanford, um, pediatrician, uh, Dr. Rebecca Baki, she, she spoke about actually accidentally giving her own child <clears throat> um, whooping cough when she was a baby because she, the baby was not old enough to be vaccinated for that. 
and she had fallen behind on her own vaccinations, didn't realize it, and she developed what she thought was just kind of a cold, and and soon her baby became very ill. She was um, coughing till she was blue, coughing and vomiting because she coughed so hard and lost weight because of the vomiting, and she shared that story. I, I didn't include it in the story because I just had so much uh, stuff to put in there, but, but she spoke pretty... Um, you know, uh, emotionally about that, that she felt bad that by falling behind on her own vaccinations that she put her her infant uh, at risk. You know, one thing, and if, if people want to continue to uh, call in with comments or questions, we're talking with Robin Hubner, who had a uh, what I felt was a really good article about vaccinations uh, recently. A phone call, 701-293-9000, One thing that really caught my eye in your article was the role that the, that some of the state's chiropractors are, are playing in this. I quote from your article, another hurdle revealed in the study through interviews with stakeholders was, quote, misleading information about vaccinations being disseminated by some chiropractors in the state. It states one chiropractor was holding seminars to inform people about vaccinations. Brittany Ness, a director of nursing at the Steele County Public Health Department, said most of her of the chiropractors in her area fall into that category there are a lot of naturalistic people out there who are anti-vaccinators promoting uh not to vaccinate ness said um now now you reached out to the north Dakota chiropractors association it didn't sound like they had a whole lot to say about this but that's that's a little i mean why chiropractors i mean that doesn't seem like a uh, that that just that struck me as odd i I don't understand why chiropractors are getting involved in this well i think you know, I don't, you know, I, I certainly go to a chiropractor now and then, um, but I certainly don't know the inner relationships that a lot of these practitioners have. But I think a lot of them go hand in hand, you know, the, the naturalistic um, osteopath, you know, sort of the um, alternative uh, medical treatments, if you will. I mean, I think you and I probably both know chiropractors who who are convinced that their adjustments can help with, you know, things like sinus infections and ear infections, yeah. whereas some in the medical community might say, no, that, that doesn't have an, have an effect. Um, so I, I think in some cases chiropractors maybe um, are appealing to people who seek out alternative treatments because they're they're going to say something a little different than maybe their pediatrician or or family physician might now um i called but boy i think i called about 12 called or emailed about 12 different chiropractors in the area um i couldn't get one of them to interview for the story um some just didn't return my my requests a few uh, did return the email and said, because of the controversial nature, I'm not, I, I don't want to talk about it. And then uh, the North Dakota Chiropractors Association, the president of that group, um, just emailed me, also didn't want to talk about it, and just emailed me back. And I think that quote was included in the story where he just said, um, we don't, I'm not going to comment on something that's outside our scope of practice. Yet, um, you know, there are anecdotal uh, stories of, of people knowing that some chiropractors are holding informational sessions for uh, their patients and talking about, about vaccines. 
again, this, this is anecdotal, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It, it is. It, it's, it's certainly not something I, I guess I hadn't thought about it that way, and so it it, it was sort of eye opening that 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 had come up in your article. Well, it well, was, the it reason was, the reason sorry, it came ahead. up if, truly. Um, so, the, so the impetus for doing the story really was this new uh, study that came out from that NDSU did on behalf of this Center for Immunization Research, and they were looking at reasons why immunizations were down, and when they talked to these focus groups, um, physicians, uh, parents, public health people, they did hear that often enough that, hey, we're, we're hearing that chiropractors may be speaking against vaccines, that they, they sent out a survey to chiropractors in the state, um, but they didn't get enough responses back to, to come up with any statistical significance there, but, but they made the effort to, uh, to reach out to them. Gotcha. Well, it was a great article, and uh, I would recommend those who haven't seen it yet to uh, to look it up. It's uh, certainly online on Fargo Forum website as, as well as as well as the others. Uh, Robin, thank you, and uh, I hope you You're have welcome. a wonderful holiday. Well, you as well. All right, the Robin Hubner. More to come straight ahead. Rob reports seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. We'll be back right after this. So go away. Welcome back, Rob Port, here on WDAY, 701-293-9000, Coming up next segment, Dave Pepcorn, Fargo City Commissioner, is going to be on. Uh, he wants Wells Fargo to move one of their headquarters from Minneapolis to Fargo because the city of uh, Minneapolis, their city commission, voting to, uh, they want to divest from company, and, and this has been sort of a, sort of a, political weapon of the environmental left you know they're they're pressuring universities and pressuring uh, you know governments and stuff like that to divest from banks or companies or whatever that are invested in fossil fuels um and and i guess you know infrastructure to transport fossil fuels so we'll, we'll talk with about him uh, we'll talk with him about that coming up next um Getting ready for Christmas, I, I got to see one of my presents early last night, Natil. I'm a little excited about it. Well, what'd you get? More than a little excited about it. We we got a board game, Pandemic. Oh, I love you ever Pandemic, heard of yeah. I've, I have, uh, I've been you know sort of eyeballing it for a while, and I, I didn't have one. And I actually saw where the uh, they got a new version that's coming out where the game changes permanently as you, as you play it. Um, it's uh, Pandemic Legacy, I think it's called. Yep. Um, yeah. It, it sounds it. That one sounds fun. But I figured me and the fam should probably start with the original version before we go wading into that. Uh, so we got a copy of it last night. My wife and I spent the evening watching YouTube videos about it. We almost opened it. We decided not to. <laughs> we almost opened it last night and started playing it. It's not an uh, easy game. I, I mean, it's it's yeah. a, it's a cooperative board game, which is unusual for people that are sort of just familiar with your standard like Milton Bradley right. type games it's everybody it's, plays together yep and you're you're yeah. playing against the game the game's job is to make your life as miserable as possible and it does a really good job at it right and it looks it looks like the sort of game that's going to be fun even when you lose um 
I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I, it's, it's, I think one of my favorite things about the holidays is board games, right? Like, like just everybody's, everybody's there. Everybody's got the time off. Everybody's around the table, eating snacks, playing a game. It's fun. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast. Commissioner Dave Pepcorn coming up next, 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Where the wind blows, baby, you can bet I'll be riding high with it Holding on for my dear life just like I always did Welcome back, good afternoon Rob Port here on WDAY, 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. I'm going to read from an article in the Fargo Forum. News that Minnesota, Minneapolis City Hall wanted to break ties with banks supporting the Dakota Access Pipeline, including Wells Fargo, sounded like a public relations opportunity to one Fargo City Commissioner. Dave Pepcorn told colleagues Monday, December 19, that he'd like to encourage Wells Fargo to move more of its operations here. The city could show that its schools and transportation time is superior to comparable, excuse me, superior to comparable or better than Minneapolis. He said earlier this month, Minneapolis City Council members unanimously asked the city staff to stop doing business with financial institutions that invest in the fossil fuel industry and in projects such as the Dakota Access Pipeline, according to the Star Tribune. I have Commissioner Pepcorn on with me. Uh, Commissioner, thanks for your time. Hi, Rob. How are you today? I'm doing well. Tell us, how'd you, uh, how'd you come up with this idea? Well, I, I just happened to be reading the Star Tribune one day, and that definitely jumped out at me. And so I just, uh, it just seems like an opportunity. Obviously, in North Dakota, we love fossil fuels, and Wells Fargo is already in uh, Fargo. And so uh, especially when you look at they have 11,000 employees and their uh, property value is $300 million in Minneapolis, uh, to me, that would be a very valuable uh, group to have come to Fargo. Do you, I mean, have you spoken to anybody at Wells Fargo about this yet? Or, I mean, at what point in the process are we? No, we haven't spoken to Wells Fargo. What we're going to start out with first is to get our numbers in line to show them, uh, like to give an example, their property taxes, what they're paying in Minneapolis uh, versus what they'd be paying in Fargo. Uh, and as you know, Minnesota's high regulation, high tax, and we're low regulation, low tax. And so we want to tell our story. And uh, we might not be able to get the whole thing, but if we do, that'd be awesome. But I just think it's an opportunity. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. If you want to join the program, email me, talk at WDAY.com. It, it seems a little odd that the, the Minneapolis City Council would, would do this. I mean, do, do they not use fossil fuels over there? I mean, it, because it's, it's not just the Dakota Access Pipeline. I mean, they're talking about divestment from yep. any company that's, that's involved in, in fossil fuels. So, so what do their snowplows run on over there, right? I mean, what are their... Their city fleet run on. I mean, are, are they going to stop using gas? Is, is everything? I mean, it just seems like like a really odd decision for them to make unanimously, too. It's it's just, it seems bizarre, that, that decision by the Minneapolis City Council. And obviously, you want to cash in on it. 
I do, and I, and I just put my myself in the shoes of the CEO uh, and the board of directors of Wells Fargo, and I, I'm guessing they're thinking, well, wow, if we're not good enough uh, to do business with, I'm not sure we want to keep our business in this location. It's, and I just think it's an opportunity for us. And uh, obviously, it's an excellent company. Uh, Wells Fargo it has Fargo in the name already, so there's lots of uh, there's lots of potential <laughs> there. And and so uh, we're going to just. Uh, tell our story and then uh, show them, you know, as you know, most, most, uh, companies are interested in their bottom line. If we can show them they can, uh, keep a lot more money. If they move to North Dakota, I think they might be interested. Got a caller on the line, Steven. What's up, Steve? Yeah. Say, uh, the reason I'm calling is, uh, you know, I think what Dave's doing is a good idea, but I think, uh, maybe we should, uh, talk to XL energy too, because, uh, all their, coal-fired power is most of it's being made up here in the western part of north dakota and maybe if we shut the uh the electricity that's being generated from coal off to minneapolis maybe they'd wake up and smell the toast burning well and i think that's a great point Stephen. the the what I'm hoping happen is is once we tell the story, this isn't just going to be to Wells Fargo. There might be other businesses in Minneapolis saying, you know what, uh, we can go 250 miles away and make a lot more money, and they might be interested. Thanks for the call, Stephen. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Chris, you're next. What's up? Yeah, I was wondering uh, for Mr. Pepcorn, if uh, Wells Fargo or any other business comes here, uh, would that be – would you have some sort of stipulation where – uh, they wouldn't be allowed to employ any of the uh, Somalian refugees, or would that just be strictly good old white American Christian folk? <laughs> uh, I I don't think we're in the business of who they employ. Uh, I, I just think if we had 11,000 jobs coming to Fargo, uh, that would impact uh, every community and, and would be a great thing. So I, I, I just, uh, this is an opportunity, and I, uh, the Cass County Economic Development will help us, the Chamber of Commerce, and the city staff. That's We're all going to work together. 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329. I join the program, email talk at WDAY.com. So, I, I mean, how, how is this going to play out? Can you give us a timeline on you know a point to, to where we might see some fruition here, where the city is going to make a presentation? Are we talking about months? Are we talking about a year? I mean, how, how does this work? Uh, I, I'm guessing the actual uh, getting the actual numbers will take us a couple of months. But as far as sending a letter to Wells Fargo saying we would welcome you coming, we can do that right away. I think as far as getting that information, like uh, they have some office buildings in downtown Minneapolis, you know, to find out what they're paying for property taxes versus. Uh, what it would be in Fargo, that, that's going to take us a little bit of time. But if you multiply 11,000 employees, the workmen's compensation rates in Minneapolis are uh, astronomical versus uh, what we have in North Dakota. And so those kinds of things, that, that carries down to their bottom line. And so uh, it'll take us a little bit of time, but I, I, I'm guessing within a couple of months we'll we'll have it ready. Well, that's that's exciting. That's exciting stuff. Um, how likely do you think this is to succeed, though? I mean, how often does a big company like this move 11,000 employees, even 250 miles? I mean, how how likely is this really? It, well, if I, I'm not a very good predictor because I predicted the Bison were going to win on Friday. So I'm not very good <laughs> at that. But, but I would say, who knows? And, and we, there is no downside to this. And the other thing, Rob, is... You never know who else is listening when you're telling that story. There might be startup businesses or smaller businesses that that hear, hey, 
I want to come to Fargo to start my business. Uh, and like you, like he, this gentleman talked about the refugees, a lot of them, I've met with them, they want to start businesses, and I want them to think of Fargo when they think about starting a business. So that, I, that's kind of how it all ties together. 701-293-9000, uh, Well, certainly an interesting idea, and uh, I hope it works. Um, and, and again, it, it just seems odd that a, a, a product that we all use, I mean, it, it, it just seems odd that they're demonizing a product that everybody in Minnesota is using. I mean, it's, it's, it's oil, you know, we're all using it. We want to transport it. We got to build pipelines to transport it. Why are we treating this like it's evil? That just seems bizarre to me. And but I guess if that's the decision they want to make as a as a political entity, then you know maybe maybe their uh, their loss is our gain. Well, and that's the way I look at it. For for the for the city council to single out a business that I, I would I am guessing they are a large uh, contributor to the bottom line for the city's funding. Uh, and for them to say we don't, we do not want to do business with you any longer, man. That I, I don't know who who they are or what they were doing, but uh, if I was the CEO of that business, I would be looking for some alternatives. I agree, uh, Dave. Thanks for your time. Certainly appreciate it, and uh, keep us in the loop. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. Have a Merry Christmas, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Same to you. Have a wonderful holiday. Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. Going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Port here on WDAY, 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. He's making emails. Uh, Neil emails saying uh, Seattle did the same thing in, in terms of divestment. And, you know, it, it seems it seems really odd to me that that they would do this. I mean, it's they're all using fossil fuels, too. And, and, and the idea that, that this is going to be how we change from fossil fuels to something else is a little bit silly. I, I mean, I mean, it's it's really kind of ridiculous. It, you know, it, it'd be one thing if we were talking about, uh, you know, something for which there there's a viable alternative, right? I mean, if if there was something affordable that would allow us to live our lives the way that we want to live today in in a way that we can afford that's not going to impact our our standard of living uh, okay well then then maybe this makes sense but it's not like we're using oil because people are forcing us to use oil we're using oil because it works and it facilitates the sort of lives that we want to live which is one that if you want to hop in your car and drive across the country you can do that and it's relatively affordable you know that's 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 the expectation. That's how Americans want to live their lives. I I think it's a great idea what what Commissioner Pepcorn is doing. I I think it is an absolutely brilliant idea to capitalize on the foolishness of of some of these communities, particularly because I don't think they really mean it, right? I you know they vote for this and it gets some attention and it. Uh, you know, it, it sort of satisfies the the rabidly 
political, you know, left-wing constituencies that are in some of these urban areas. But they don't really mean it, right? I mean, they're not they're not passing a resolution saying that they're going to go uh you know, start using bicycles instead of cars for the police department, right? I mean, nobody's nobody's doing that, right? And even even if they switched all their cars to like electric cars or something like that, they would have to import a heck of a lot of North Dakota coal-fired electricity to make that work. It's just, it's it's absolutely silly. It's it's the left just sort of losing their collective minds. As, as, as much as I hate to paint with a broad brush like that, that kind of seems like what's going on. I don't know. I, I don't know if you've seen this this MTV video that they put out on on Twitter. It's like, minute 20 seconds long it feels longer when you're watching it but it's it's supposed to be resolutions that that white men are supposed to make and we're supposed to stop uh we're supposed to stop being upset about black lives matter uh blue lives matter is stupid according to them uh you know we're supposed to stop mansplaining which which is a funny thing because it's like men are supposed to stop mansplaining, which is, ex- I, I guess, sort of condescendingly explaining things to other people. But I guess the left is not supposed to stop putting out condescending videos explaining things to white people or to white men, I guess, specifically. And, and, and by the way, since when is it? Since when are racial stereotypes like that okay? By the way, right? I mean, it's it, it, if you made a video with a bunch of racial stereotypes about Asians or blacks or native americans or something like that you would be pretty fairly criticized but yet you make one about with a bunch of assumptions about white males or a bunch of stereotypes about white males you know and, and very condescending like it's it's not even supposed to be really funny it's it's they're taking this seriously it's insulting frankly i mean listen n- nobody likes to be stereotyped Nobody wants to be judged by the color of their skin or their gender, up to and including white men. Stop doing it. It's not okay. I mean, this is this is why Trump won the national election, because the left does stuff like this, and people are sick of it. Millions and millions of voters are sick of it. They're tired of it. And it doesn't work. You're not convincing anybody. You're not winning people over to your side. Politics, you win in politics through addition, not subtraction. And what you're doing with your smarmy videos about white men and everything else is you're subtracting. You're making it less likely that those people are going to come over and agree with you. Which is why Democrats are losing ground in state legislatures, in governorships, in the federal government. They're losing ground across the board, and that's a big reason why. Jay Thomas Show coming up next. Remember, you can always catch me here 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday. or 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at sayanythingblog.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again.